Hello and welcome to Country Roads Confidential. I'm your host, Chris Anderson, publisher of Ear Sports. Typically, you hear me here with my co-host, Mr. Mike Casaza. Today, you will not. Mike has gone solo on his own while I was away at the beach, so I've decided to do the same, but one-up him by welcoming 24-7 Sports Director of Scouting Steve Wilfong here at the end of the show, where we're going to discuss a couple of his crystal ball picks, uh, a couple of players that he likes for West Virginia, members of the current class, couple guys that stand out, what he sees from them, and how he feels that Neil Brown and this staff will develop these players. Right now, I want to, I'm going to get to that in a little bit, but I want to start with just a little discussion about the camp season. Uh, earlier this week, earlier this month, I wrote a piece, another piece about the all-camp team for West Virginia this summer, and I had a couple comments in my inbox about, hey, Real camp is starting. Speaking of fall camp for the football team, why are you still harping on this? Why are you still discussing this? You know, hey, I don't know if anybody said thank you for the content, but most people uh, appreciated it. Most people read it. But I, the question caught my attention. Uh, why Why am I harping on this? Why is this important to me? And and I, I wanted to touch on that real quick in this podcast because it is important to me. It's important to everyone. This is... The camp scene, the summer camp scene, has become the most important part of recruiting for everyone. Uh, and what I mean by that is is the coaches, the schools, the recruits themselves, myself and other evaluators, it, it is a crucial step in this entire process. For the recruits, the reasoning is obvious. They want to get up there. They want to interact with the coaches. They want to see if they can be coached by them, how they fit in with them. It also gives them an opportunity to see the school, to see the facilities, see the campus, see how far it is away from home and if it's easier to get there for their family to get there. It's almost like an unofficial visit for them. And in, in a lot of cases, it is. A lot of people, especially top recruits, come in for the camp. Then they stick around and, and hang out uh, for an unofficial visit, just like the most recent camp where guys hung out for a barbecue, met the coaching staff, met some players, saw the facilities, did a photo shoot, all that good stuff that you do on a typical unofficial visit, but with the added bonus of that camp scene. Then there's the coaches in the schools. The reason it's important to them should also be obvious. Uh, the coaching staff gets an opportunity to see these players in person, especially these younger guys. It's really their first true opportunity to work with them because Yes, they get to go see them during the spring evaluation period, but the time that they can see them is, is fairly limited. It's just one time, maybe twice, if they can squeeze in an academic visit as well. Um, and, and they get out there, they see them, they watch them from a distance, but they can't talk with them, they can't work with them. It's, sometimes it's difficult to see just how big they are, uh, what their frame is like, which is extremely important. Um, we've seen over the years that, Yes, it's great if a guy walks out there and locks down everybody a cornerback and runs a four or five and, and everything, but he's five foot nine. Um, that that's not going to get you to the power five level. So the coaches also want to see that frame. They want to see that guy who maybe is six one. Put him through some drills. Check his hips. Uh, check his change of direction. Because if they can get a guy that's a little bit slower, maybe needs to work a little bit more on his technique, but he's six foot one and, and can turn and move, 
then they're going to work with that kid. So they can see that in camp. They cannot see that as well during these spring evaluation periods. So it's important to get them up there, Um, especially because for a lot of these kids, they're listed in their profiles or they're telling kids or on their huddle videos or they're sending to coaches, I'm 6'2", 200 pounds, and they show up and they're 5'11 and 180 pounds. Um, Exaggeration is a part of the height and weight game, unfortunately, and these camp scenarios allow the coaches to kind of weed those inaccuracies out because before every single camp, they take every camper into the Puskar Center and line them up and measure them and weigh them by their standards, and they can see how truly tall and how big they are uh, in that scenario. There's also the other way of looking at it is we saw it in the most recent camp, linebacker Tristan Cox. He's listed at 6'3", 235, and I'll be dead honest here. When guys list themselves at 6'3", 235, and linebacker at that age, I'm thinking 6'1", 210, 220, maybe. And he walked onto that field uh, that Thursday afternoon. He was every bit of 6'3", 235, maybe bigger. I would have absolutely eyeballed him at 6'4", 240, 250. And that's important, not so much because, oh, hey, it's finally an accurate height and weight, but because the coaching staff looked at him and said, holy cow, you just finished your sophomore year, you're already this size, you might still be growing, and you have the frame to do so, let's work you out at defensive end. Let's work you out at bandit. And that's not something they would have ever thought of or done had they not been able to see him in camp. So I think that, obviously, that's extremely important because if if you're recruiting him as a linebacker, you completely change course right there in the middle of it to maybe he's a defensive end. Maybe he's even higher on the board now because he has that upside, because he has that versatility, because he has that true size. So obviously camp's important for them. And it's important for me too. Uh, And and other evaluators, obviously, seeing guys in person changes everything. For, I I think, out of the, say, let's say they handed out 20 new offers from camp, I'd say 18 of them. I picked right during the middle of camp and said, this guy's getting an offer before the day is done. These guys who are getting offers at the day of camp are kind of no doubters. That's that's not me bragging because I think almost anybody could look and go, holy cow, that guy's amazing. And he's getting uh, you know a lot of reps, getting a lot of attention from the coaching staff, and he's doing everything they're asking him to do. He is an elite player, and he is someone that's going to get an offer. And then there's also the other side, these guys who – don't have offer or claimed offers before they got there and they show up, they don't live up to the billing and then they're out. It, you know, I'm kind of backtracking here to the coach's angle, but we saw several recruits this summer as we do every summer that show up claiming offers, a couple of whom are planning on committing during their visit. And then the camp's over, they go silent. They never get that official offer from the school on August 1st. Um, and you know, there's no need to name names here. You can kind of figure it out yourself based on who did and did not uh, tweet about their official offers or who we did and did not cover after the camp. But again, this is why it's so important for all involved. The crews know now know where they stand. The coaches now know what kind of skill level these kids actually have. And I can see as an evaluator and as a content provider from the WVU side of things, where these kids sit on the recruiting board, because not only am I evaluating 
what they are doing on the field. But I'm also turning and looking at to see how they're interacting with the coaches, how the coaching staff is interacting with them. There are some players that are they get pulled aside. They go they get pulled aside, they get pulled out of drills to work one-on-one with the coaching staff. Other times they'll get pulled aside just to talk to the coaching staff. Uh, Michael Jackson, the 2021 wide receiver from Las Vegas, uh, he was getting ready. He just finished testing. Jamila Adai pulls him out of line, walks him all the way across the field just to meet head coach Neil Brown. Almost right away, I was like, I need to know who that guy is. Uh, I mean, again, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure this out, but it should kind of hammer home not just to me, but also these recruits, where they stand on the recruiting board. Because oftentimes after camp, you'll see the invite. Uh, Landon Tengenwall from the offensive lineman from Good Council, Maryland, who is probably the best lineman I have ever seen come through WVU camp. He got pulled aside at the end of both days of big man camp, put on the golf cart, and driven off to a private location, the Buscar Center, to view facilities, meet with the coaching staffs, talk with his family and players and other staff members. And then at the end of the seven-on-seven, he's standing out in the middle of uh, Mount Airfield having a one-on-one conversation with head coach Neil Brown for about 45 minutes. Where does he sit on West Virginia's board? Pretty darn high. Now, are they going to get him? Probably not. But those kind of interactions are things that I need to see to know where these players sit. And these players want to see so they know where they sit. Um, so all of that being said, this is this is why the camp season is so important. This is why I go through the trouble to get there, to cover the event, and, and, and report on it so much and repeatedly throughout the summer. Now, of course, we're going to move on. Summer camp is over. Uh, we're hitting the fall camp. We're hitting real football in we're hitting the next stage of recruiting. Uh, we're going to come up on the part of the year. It doesn't die down because it is going to start a new contact period, a new evaluation period here soon. And you're going to see coaches out on the road uh, during the bye week. You're going to see kids coming in on unofficial visits throughout the year. You're going to see players honestly even before the season starts you might see a few more decisions being made a lot of kids like to make their decisions before fall camp season starts before the actual season starts they want to get it out of the way before their senior year and so that's when we're getting into august and that's how we're going to transition to this conversation about two huge crystal ball picks for west virginia uh from lamey constant running back out of new york and sean martin defensive end out of bluefield now We've covered both of them extensively. Uh, Constant has been the top target on West Virginia's board for some time. Uh, so has Martin. Uh, the Mountaineers have felt good about their chances uh, for months now. But there's been some kind of, I don't want to say hitches in this thing, uh, because Constant is named a top four. He's kind of held back from, refrained from making a decision or naming West Virginia his outright leader. Martin committed to UNC before opening things back up last week so it's not a sure bet until steve wilfong puts in a crystal ball pick which he did last week the oracle will be joining us in just a minute this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And welcome back to Country Roads Confidential. Uh, I am now joined by 24-7 Sports Director of Scouting, Steve Wilfong. And Steve has Mountaineer fans excited. He's made a couple... Big time crystal ball picks in favor of WVU lately. And I'm brought on here so he can explain them. Uh, Steve, first off, these two picks, where did they come from? What do you think? How do they fit in at WVU? Well, first of all, I wasn't the first to make these picks. You were. And uh, <laughs> so I've uh, uh, came across some information talking to a source with knowledge of both recruitments that uh, makes me believe that West Virginia is the leader for both, and it makes sense. I mean, you look at uh, Lamey Constant, the top 247 running back from New York, his top four, Texas A&M, LSU, Michigan State, and West Virginia. I think his best relationships are in Morgantown. I'm, I believe he, he talks to West Virginia daily, multiple staffers, um, uh, and, and talks to them uh, frequently. He, visit, or he was offered in January, had an eye-opening visit in March, and I think that West Virginia is the program doing the best job recruiting Lamy, and then um, with with Sean Martin, who's the big six foot six, two hundred ninety body um, body type, he decommits from North Carolina. I think that it's setting up for him to land at West Virginia. In addition to his relationships with the staff, I think that he's close with guys in the locker room and and in the recruiting class. So. Uh, I, I like West Virginia for both of these guys and, and think that uh, whichever school they choose, that uh, they, they both are, are high upside guys that uh, if they picked West Virginia would, would be impact players. I, Martin, I think, intrigues a lot of fans, partly because he's an in-state guy, partly because I think most people, myself included, felt that West Virginia was a leader throughout and, and then obviously committed to UNC but opened things back up. What what kind of player is he? Is he is he a, a rush end? Is, do you think he can develop into an interior guy? What what do you see from him? Well, North Carolina, that commitment. He he in North Carolina uh, did a good job recruiting him, and they're recruiting at a high level. Got him to campus, and and he and uh, in the moment fell in love and, and pulled the trigger. But obviously, as that marinated, he he reopened reopened things on film. You see him. Rushing the passer from two point three point stances, uh, he's got some twitch to him. The get off you're looking for, uh, you see some physicality on film. Uh, I hope his frame is true to what um, what is listed. Uh, you've seen him in person. What do you judge his frame at? Um, because from a physicality standpoint and a quickness standpoint, uh, he's he's really intriguing. Um, and and when he arrives at the football. He does so with a tone setter mentality. 
And so I just like the way he plays, and I think he's still raw and still developing. And he could, you know, I think that he wanted him to stay in a pass rushing role, but certainly with his body type, he can bring some versatility across the front. Um, oh. And he's a guy that can bring a pass rush presence from – from any position uh, on the defensive line, depending on what he grows into. Well, those are two guys that could be part of the class. Currently, West Virginia has 12 commitments, high school commitments, counting towards the class of 2020. Uh, as far as where things stand in the Big 12 right now, total total points, West Virginia ranking near the bottom, if not the bottom. But average star rating, they're up there in the middle of the pack for the Big 12. Are, are there a couple guys in this class that maybe stick out to you, Steve? Well, there's going to be – so the West Virginia is going to be a developmental program under Neil Brown. They're going to evaluate to their strengths and, and get guys that they view have high ceilings and, and then coach them up and get it out of them. Uh, so uh, you look at uh, Garrett Green, uh, who is an accurate – uh, quarterback uh, that can make things happen with his legs, a, a, a really good athlete and a guy that the staff's known for a long time um, and a guy they believe in. And he's got some leadership trait to him too. So like the, like the Garrett Green pickup, uh, Devell Washington is, is an athletic receiver with some bounce to him and, and a guy that can make plays in a six foot four, 215 pound frame. David Vincent Ocali is a, is a cornerback committed out of the state of Maryland who uh, will be one of the more athletic guys to uh, sign with the Big 12 school. He's a 4-5 or five guy with a 4-2 uh, shuttle, so he has the speed. He has the change of direction uh, ability. He, he's got some explosiveness to him out there on the perimeter. Linnell Carr, you can, if you can add Sean Brown to, to Linnell Carr, that gives you a, a couple guys that have some twitch that can uh, go rush the passer. Ree Smith does everything for Boyle County. In Danville, Kentucky, he's another uh, uh, athletic uh, playmaker uh, and a guy that I think is going to be uh, one that West Virginia will be able to count on um, uh, for several years uh, to, to make plays for them. Zach Frazier, uh, six foot two, two hundred seventy-seven pound uh, interior defensive lineman, uh, that's also an outstanding wrestler, uh, a guy that is going to. Uh, play with great leverage uh, at the point of attack and, and, and the toughness you want. Those are those are some of the guys uh, th that I like. Chris Mayo was obviously highly recruited uh, and, and is the jewel of, of the class to date. So uh, this isn't a class where the average Joe looks at it and says, West Virginia's killing it on the trail. But when you do a deeper dive, uh, you see guys that uh, have high ceilings and, and guys that have trait and, and they're going to go play for a coaching staff that, uh, at Troy developed and, and got guys competing hard. And, and so you feel good about this group and, and their potential under Neil Brown and company. All right, Steve, I think that covers everything for today. I really appreciate you coming on and uh, you know, I'm sure we'll follow up again as uh, the recruiting season picks back up later this fall. Yeah, man. Thanks.